Welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void. Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 284. And this week we've got erotic women who are beasts. Male cats. With short hair and nude bodies and slim figures and lots of blood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it worked out that way, but sometimes your mind just remembers things, I guess. These are two movies I haven't seen in a long time that involve women becoming beasts. You matched them up well together. I think that, yeah, these are really good choices, and I don't know how I, I don't know how I do that. <laughs> you know, it's like somewhere in the back of my head, I guess. I remember these things, but it's Cat People from 1982 and... Innocent Blood from 1992. Two yes. very different types of movies, by the way. These aren't exactly totally the same thing, but there is a lot of similarities to them. It really is very much like if you're a furry, you're going to love this movie. Both of these movies, I think probably the first one before <laughs> a little bit more because uh, that actually has sex as a theme of the movie, like actual story and plot line. Right. So but we'll get into that later. Um but these are some pretty wild movies. One of them is actually a comedy and one of them isn't. But I guess you could say both of them are comedies. Both <laughs> so, of them yeah. have some pretty great graph- uh, practical effects in them, though. Yeah, That's totally. for sure. But yeah, so how's things going for you this week? How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing fine, Christina. I'm having a good time. There is not a gun put to my head. <laughs> That's how you said that. <laughs> I, I am not under duress. I, I am in happiness. I have nothing to talk about. So All right. No problem. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about Mormons this week. So. Oh, why? Did you get in trouble for that? Well, or it's because you just made a big thing out of it. Fucking just would shut up about I, it. I made a big thing about it. What was out this week that we watched or something? What did you, you review? Oh, I watched a couple of fucking movies on YouTube, but my brain is just farting right now. A banquet and something else. Oh, yeah. We got... I've been waiting for fucking um, Crimes of the Future to come out. Fucking David Cronenberg's movie, but I guess it's hitting the theaters first I because I haven't been able to find it. On you gonna go to the theater then? <laughs> I don't know. Are you? <laughs> Me but... probably not. Okay, well, and then I probably won't either. So well, there you go. Unless uh, I guess we get somebody to go. It's playing in the theater right now. It's Cronenberg's movie, by the way. I think it should be out on VOD directly afterwards. It's only playing in a small couple of theaters, I guess. No, it's actually playing a lot of big ones. Like they get the uh, AMC theaters and seems like it's playing there and a few others. So 
I, I think we just don't like going to the theater anymore. That's, that's the problem. I know. Is. We're, now we're like. We're spoiled. Don't leave that. Well, you don't leave the house. Well, we like. I mean, I like the 4K, you know, TV. The thing about me in theaters is, is I like to be around other people, but I am very specific when it comes to like Movie where watching, we sit. Yeah. How it is. If I'm not directly in center, yeah. we're just not going. If the seat is oh, reserved, shut up. if there's the perfect seat is open, you maybe have to going. be like a prick. Like Jesus, <laughs> I'm just very particular. That's all. Okay, like I like to have my shit when and I have my shit. He needs to order the tickets like three day in advance, even though no one is going to go to eleven an eleven a.m. showing of a horror movie. Well, plus <laughs> I also don't want to go pay for a movie th- at the movie theater and then fall asleep accidentally through the whole fucking thing. Yeah, that's and right. not be able to rewind it. Right. Yeah, because I've been having narcolepsy, so. There you go. Throw that in. Are you going to fucking make fun of my disability? Yeah, I just did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Why don't you go to the doctor? Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why don't you pay for it, Christina? <laughs> anyway, so we're going to be starting a fund for Alex's narcolepsy. If you guys want to pass a donate or something in your sleep or something, you know, maybe you could <laughs> donate in your sleep. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but yeah, there's a couple of things coming out. I still haven't seen Hatching, which is a supposedly kind of like a banquet movie where it's like very dramatic and slow and Ugh. weird. I liked the banquet. I, I put up a, a review of that recently and I, I thought it was pretty good. Sorry, I got bored. And the I eating. was really into oh, it, though. The eating sounds. That's why you God. didn't like it. She's got misophonia. I had to like leave the room. She has misophonia. And We've talked get, about this and, on the show. Yeah, and you get mad at me because I got... Stop. It's not funny. <laughs> you want to talk about you falling asleep? Did you hear the anger? That was real anger right there. Do you want right to there. talk about you falling asleep? <laughs> How many times did you fall asleep while we were watching these fucking movies? Uh, I don't know. I had to A rewatch lot. I had to rewatch it today. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> and I didn't fall asleep through it then. Well, that's good. What are you trying to say? You trying to say I don't pay attention to the movies? No. Or I don't give them a fair shot? You were making fun of me about getting angry over my things, so I was oh, making man. fun she of you over pissed. your things. She is pissed. Unleash the fury! <laughs> don't you remember that movie? The fucking... Um, no. Road Trip. Oh. He's like screaming at the snakes to like eat the, the rats because they won't eat it. Anyway. But yeah, so there's a couple of things coming out I'm really excited about. I'm hoping this year is going to be a big one. Uh, so far, it's been actually pretty pretty decent. Like, I was a little worried about it in the beginning because there wasn't much coming out. And we had so many dry spells. But, you know, with the whole pandemic and shit like that, we've, you know... It's, Since it ended, I guess. Well, no, no, because, I mean, <laughs> you know, a lot of these movies, they wait a year or two to come out. And then we had a whole two years of pandemic, which really made things difficult for a lot of people. So it kind of pushed things off for a lot of people. So, but yeah, I think this year's coming together pretty good. We got a couple of weird ones, like different ones than we've had over the past couple of years and some typical ones. Seems to be like the popular thing now is like slower, slow burn, like A24 films. Yeah, great for me. Thanks. Right. Well, I'm, I'm just saying there's other films out there and I try to pick through them and, you know. I know. But well, they still have their place, I think. A lot of them have been boring. I'm just going to hate a subgenre just out of the blue. I didn't say like, hate I, I, People I, think A24 is I a subgenre. I don't like now. to watch slow movies. Why would I torture myself and watch something I don't like watching? Hey, you watched that Why? David Bowie movie and enjoyed it with me. Yeah, there's some I do. But like literally, if I, I, I will get up and walk away if I'm not hmm. liking it. She, she switches couches when she's frustrated. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I have to sit over here. I'm gonna sit. <laughs> but 
But anyway, so is there anything else you want to mention that uh, this week has not- this past week maybe had that we were that we did or. No, nothing. No. Yeah, we didn't do that much this week. So, but all right. So I think it might be that time. Uh, what time is it? Horse shots. So Christina thought I was going to just end horror shots. I, she thought that that I was like saying that. I guess because I said something. I don't know what I said, but I'm not ending horror shots. So if you guys thought that that was it for good, I was just making it seem like that in the episode last week because I wanted to make it seem tragic, like we were like skipping over it. Nobody even realized it. Nobody <laughs> even cares. Nobody even does the shots. You know what I mean? What are we doing with our lives? Great. I don't know. I don't want to get rid of it, though. It was Christina's idea, and she thinks I'm just going to dispose of it like it's some rotten piece of shit <laughs> idea that we've done for over five years. It's tradition now. Right. Literally, when I, like, even Patrick, when he used to do the shows with us, he would say, like, I didn't feel like I was ready until I heard horror shots. Uh-huh. He's like, and then it kicked in for me. Right. And then I was ready, and I was excited. And then he left. <laughs> yeah, and then he left, and he had a child, and he abandoned everyone. <laughs> anyway so guys we're gonna be doing a shot based around the movie innocent blood this week uh one of the big stars in the movie is robert loja robert loja (laughs) i love robert loja he's so so serious like he was in independence day oh was he yeah i don't know what he was in uh, we'll, we'll be talking about it here soon. I don't want to spoil too much because I got a lot of written about it. But anyway, Robert Loja is you send him in when shit goes wrong and he just handles shit because he's like a kind of a bad guy, a maniacal bad guy. <laughs> and in this movie, he's just crazy. He's just like hilarious. If you've ever appreciated Robert Loja in any of his movies, Innocent Blood is going to be the one. So we called this one a raging Robert Loja. <laughs> So (laughs) this is based around the movie Innocent Blood. And you may be wondering what's in the shot. Well, it's pretty simple. Two ingredients not involving 99. One is. I know. Shocker. One is Tennessee fire because he catches on fire and amaretto because he's an Italian mob boss. You know, (laughs) there you go. Two ingredients. That I'm not sure how are going to taste together. Yeah. One part, one part. I figure sweet and spicy. And and uh, spicy might actually go well. We'll see. <sighs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. good. It's a little. It's a little sweet. No, it's just a cherry cherry fireball. It's like a more cherry flavored fireball. Yeah, those don't taste well together. We're the, we're I didn't. I didn't think it was that bad. Okay. So, eat it up, drink it up, shut it up. <laughs> Anyway, guys, if you would like to do a Raging Robert Loja, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, so now it's time for us to jump into our flesh and potatoes of episode 284 with cat people from 1982 and innocent blood from 1992. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, Christina. All right. Do it up. Cat people. 
A young woman's sexual awakening brings horror when she discovers her urges transform her into a monstrous black leopard. <laughs> Tagline, an erotic fantasy about the animal in all of us. <laughs> yeah, so whip out your red rockets. Let's oh, get this party. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> Directed by Paul Schrader. Uh, before this movie, he directed American Gigolo. And before that, he was the writer on Taxi Driver. You're talking to me? Is that a line from the movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that movie? I don't remember. Oh, we need to watch that. It was that. before I was bored. You need to watch that movie. Um, He's also directed... He also... He also directed Dominion, the prequel to The Exorcist. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I and saw that in the theater. Did, oh, yeah. That's the one I think where yeah. the guy has the spear. Yeah. And it hits. he hits the car. Is that the one? I don't remember. Yeah, dude. It was like was fucking it? crazy. This kid picks up a fucking dagger that they find under the ground in the desert. And then a car hits him. And he's like protected by evil. Oh. It's really fucking weird. I don't remember. And the car just wraps around him. It's fucking wild. Uh, he's also directed a bunch of Nicolas Cage movies, including Dog Eat Dog, Dying of the Light, and Dark. 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 Okay. Okay, written by DeWitt Bodine and Alan Ormsby. Uh, DeWitt actually wrote the original movie from 1942 and the sequel Curse of the Cat People from 1944. Right. And we know Alan Ormsby from last week when we watched... Popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also done, as you said last week, Mulan and the substitute. The substitute movies. Well, he did the first one, and then his character was continued used on yeah. in the sequels with a. I can't think of his name, but yeah, the first substitute. By the way, guys, Christina and I went to a third hand like a pawn store or something like that or whatever it was. It was like just this wa- tiny little store. Oh, this mom and pop physical yeah. media shop. And they had a they had a bunch of VHS just in these like old dusty fucking things. And I found the substitute in there, and we wasn't it like a dollar or something. Yeah, it was, was not. Like, he was get like, rid of it. Yeah, he just got rid of it, and I was just like, "Cool, dude." Uh, and I grabbed the substitute, and we watched it on VHS, and we loved it. Right, that's right. So that was a long time ago. Yeah, Natasha Kinski, who plays Irina. I thought it was Marina. It, in IMDb, it said Irina. Oh, okay. So I don't know. It was there was so many accents going on. Who knows what it could have been? Okay. Uh, she was in Polanski's Test from 1979. Oh, I wonder why you picked her for that. Well, I will tell you about that later. Oh, okay. I got, I got a lot of tea about that, okay? Yeah, was she one of the people that came forward? Uh, no. After the whole, okay. No, okay. and there's probably a reason for that, too, because I got a lot of tea. Okay, all right, all right. She was also in One from the Heart, A Terminal Velocity, and Father's Day from 1997, that one movie with Robin Williams and sure. Billy Crystal. Gotcha. Uh, Mal- Malcolm McDowell, you know him. <gasps> I think I do. A Clockwork Orange, but he played Paul in this movie. He was in tons of movies. I just kind of listed off the movies I like, like Halloween, the Rob Zombie one. Yeah. Uh, Death Race 2050. Yeah, which actually is not too bad for, no, it wasn't for a that shitty bad. movie. Yeah, and he was in 31, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um, okay, we got John Hurd, who plays Oliver. You probably know him from Chud. Right. I know him from Big and Home Alone. Yeah. He played the dad, I think, in both those movies. He was also in Sharknado. That's right. He was the guy in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He was in White Chicks, <laughs> and he got killed in the first season of The Sopranos. Oh, his... He was also in one of my favorite movies, The Seventh Sign. Yeah, we watched that on VHS we last did, time, too. in a too. cabin. Yeah, in the middle of the... Yeah, because we in brought a bunch of... Woods. We brought a bunch of fucking VHS to watch, because that's all they had there was a VHS machine. Mm-hmm. So we watched it with your family, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. 
My dad was like, this movie's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, he thinks everything's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have Annette O'Toole, who plays Alice. She was in Superman 3, A Mighty Wind, 48 <laughs> Hours. She, and she was the mom on Smallville, which I totally forgot about, which I think is funny because she was in Superman 3. Yeah. And then she also she played Beverly in It from 1990. Yeah. She's Beverly from It. I was like, God, I, why do I? I feel like, like this is such an old movie, you know, when you think about it. And then when you see her. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. I was like, she looks she looks like someone I've seen recently and I'm like, Oh yeah, it. She's yeah. Beverly Mars. Right. Well from the nineteen nineties. From the nineties miniseries. Yeah. Um, okay, also wanted to mention the title song called Putting Out the Fire was written and performed by David Bowie. The song was actually re recorded so it could be put on his Let's Dance album, which is like a huge album for the early eighties. And he had to re-record it because uh, of copyright issues with the RHA. They really don't even use people. it until the end, right? Well, they played it in the beginning and then they played it at the end. It was just title credits, yeah, or yeah, title and credits. Plus, Giorgio Mortar does the score in this uh, movie too, which this movie has that sort of um, what do you call it, Manhunter sound vibe and filmmaking. Yeah, totally. Did you notice? Yeah, it's very much like that. Right. So, and then the budget on this movie was twelve point five million, and then it brought in twenty one million at the box office. Oh, okay, wow! So it doubled its profits. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting compared to the other movie. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah so, and what do you think about this movie, Alex? Woo! Okay, so I don't remember very much about this movie. A couple of things in the movie I do remember, like the chick climbing the tree and shit like that. Like I vaguely remember and I don't know where I remember it from, but I, I haven't seen cat people since being aired on HBO or Cinemax. I have a lot of memories of watching movies back then by myself when I was, you know, in middle school and high school, somewhere in there, uh, probably earlier high school because I was always out getting drunk or high or whatever (laughs) 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 and ruining my life. I'm just kidding. But yeah, Cat People is one of those movies I don't remember anything about, really. I don't know, you know, like I I remember the cover, obviously. It's very recognizable. It reminded me very much of Innocent Blood, which is why I picked this movie. They do look the same. They do have a very similar kind of feel to it because they're both short-haired women and they're beasts of some sort with like red eyes or whatever, you know, cat eyes or whatever the fuck it is. But yeah, this is a weird movie that is very, very much onto the sort of art house style where they took a really heavy care of how they shot things in a specific way. They include ex, ex like different parts that are kind of visually stunning and weird and kind of obligatory sometimes in the movie to kind of give it this vibe and this feel. There's a lot of slow moving cameras and the music especially. It's very good. Uh, I think it works for this movie, uh, but it's got like a sort of a sci-fi progressive thing going on almost. It's just that time of age, you know, like Manhunter. When you saw Manhunter and we talked about the music in it and how it kind of has this vibe about it. This movie has the very similar vibe to it. Totally. It's really strange. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is bananas. I mean, it's based off the 1942 fucking film, I suppose, which I don't know how on the nose it is. It's probably completely different, especially since in 42, they couldn't exactly have a porno fest in the middle of the movie like five times. <laughs> <laughs> show titties and bush everywhere, I guess. 
but yeah, this movie has a lot of that. Uh, there is a lot of sexually charged scenes that are between a lot of the different cast members, including like, what's his name? Malcolm McDowell in the lead, who's from Chud. Can't think of his name, but yeah, they both are very... <laughs> John Hurd. John Hurd, that's right. He, they, they all pretty much uh, get in on the action, so to speak. And it feels like, a, I don't know, this one seems a little bit more like, even though it's like, Christine, I know you were like, God, this is a guy movie. Yep. I, I still think it's a little bit more artistic and can get away with it a little bit more than something like, mm, no. I, I know what you mean. And I totally, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just saying that like, I personally feel like this is more along the lines of something artistic than just the sake then of. Then show the D. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we watched that David Bowie movie and they had a lot of a female sex scene in it. You know what I mean? Like, and it was pretty graphic for the right. most part. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like it's like within those style of movies, watching this woman sort of transform into this other thing while she meets her brother and learns about her family and falls in love is kind of a weird combination of things that are happening in it. But somehow it still manages to pull off like kind of really graphic and uh, violent images where people get fucking ripped apart and shit, which is kind of cool, mm -hmm. while also being kind of absurd and weird in that art house way that is like, okay, so there's this tribe of people that are turned into panthers? Like, what? <laughs> like, is this like lore from something? Like, I don't know. I didn't really do the trivia and research on this one. Christina did. I got a little bit on that. Yep. yep. So she's going to tell us a little bit about that. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's an okay movie. I, I, I think it's more artistic and well shot than I probably enjoyed it. Um, I've seen better films than it in that kind of category, like the David Bowie film that we talk about, The Hunger. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, like Manhunter. It's like The Hunger and Manhunter meet somewhere in the middle, but not as good as either one of those. I would give this probably like a, a 6.5. It's it's not that I like if someone had it on, I would watch it again. But mm -hmm. it's not exactly for me. There's just a, a very large helping of love interest in the movie and you know obviously the sex is a big part of the movie but it's also supposed to be animalistic in that regard so again furries this is the episode for you this week so if you guys are looking to, to get wild this is going to be one that'll <laughs> probably tantalize your your uh stuff god <laughs> hey what i didn't say anything jesus christ <laughs> uh but anyway yeah um, I don't know. I, I, what do you think, Christina? I mean, what did you think of the movie? Well, Alex, there are cat people and there are dog people, and I'm a dog person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, so you hated this film. <laughs> you I didn't hate it. Okay, you put me, the you put the film in a bag am, and beat it, and I then am, throw it in a closet I for am, days on end. I am disappointed that we yet again came into a movie with creepy sibling shit going on. Oh, you were the one that said you liked it in Amityville yeah, just the other week. I said it is creepy, but I don't need to be watching it every week. <laughs> Jesus. That's not like I knew. Especially like if it's bad. Um, but like you were saying, it was shot really well. It is. Um, I did love the imagery of it, especially like in the beginning where it was like this whole other world. Um, the characters were all acted well, I thought. Um, yeah. It's hard to pull off like this moody and campy <laughs> vibe. That's what I got from it. Sure. Because some of the well, dialogue. Well, it's supposed to be erotic, then, you know. Yeah, I know. But it didn't. To me, it's, you know, I don't care. I liked how it was set in New Orleans. I thought that was cool to see. Um, it's far from perfect. 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 <laughs> and more of a catalog. 
cat toppers. You're fucking it up. <laughs> I do, I am. And more of a catastrophe. Cat- <laughs> a catastrophe? Catastrophe, yes. Say it again. A catastrophe. A catastrophe. It's you a, know, ca- cat-tastrophe. a catastrophe. Oh, my God. <laughs> I even, like, spelled it out. Anyway, <laughs> it was really slow and boring, pretty much, for me. It is slow. The plot was a little, like, all over the place, and I wish I would have... I would have known more, or I wish they would have explained more of, like, where th- them transforming, like, came from. Right. They were really, like, vague on it. It was They didn't vague. give any reasons why, really. Like, like, why do you have to fuck your sister? There's like, two, I don't understand. There's two info drops that Malcolm gives in the movie that give the most details. Right, but, I mean, I didn't get anything from it. Uh, There is really cool, a really cool trans formation scene and yeah. like the, like you said the graphics were really good but it doesn't save the movie from the lackluster ending Ugh. yeah so horrible four out of ten okay fair yeah four out of ten, four out of ten. <laughs> i mean i think it deserves at least a, a average well that's you my personal taste you, well you must be a cat person well it's just how well it's shot it's like hard to overlook it it's really well shot like it's done in such a way that i don't it's... think it saves it oh it doesn't save it it just it just makes it a better than average film Average film wouldn't be shot that well. Would you give it a six? I mean, that's six point five. <clears throat> okay, it's just got a few things that I I like in it. I I just don't think it's for me, and that's where the points come down. Is the, the is this movie for me? Well, probably not. Uh-huh. There might be people out there that love this film because they like sort of an erotic horror, which you know you can watch stuff that and that is an Italian that is erotic that you can watch that I don't know like I don't know there's movies that I remember back in the day they were around this time there was like Lair of the White Worm and <laughs> that had like an element of like sex in all of it Witchboard is the I think those movies is it Witchboard or is it the I can't even remember they, they have like 12 movies or some shit like that there's like a whole series and it's all erotic fan fiction sort of style <clears throat> but I think this is in the upper class of like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it feels like it's 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 it had a hell of a lot more budget based on the old movie and they were like oh this is a really interesting idea and we can kind of throw it together so I don't mm-hmm. know I think some people will like it and that's why I give it a 6.5 mm-hmm. it's because I think it is at, le- at the very least it's competently made mm-hmm. so and acted well I mean obviously there's going to be a lot of people that like this movie based on the female lead because she's this gorgeous looking woman you know with back in the day mm-hmm. and same thing with the next movie which is like you know what they were really trying to is the bait so to speak for these beasts in these movies. Mm-hmm. So we do have some trivia on it. Christina did the work on oh this first. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So if you don't want anything spoiled, you can go ahead and skip to our next review, which is spoiler free of Innocent Blood. And the timestamps are down below. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right. So let me start with all this drama. OK, so okay. so first of all, the actress Kinski, I'm going to just say her last name because I'm having problems saying her first name. Yeah. So- Natasha. Yeah, I can't say it correctly. So Kinski, so when she was a teenager, she was approached by Norman Polanski because her father was a big actor in Germany. Right. And he convinced her to go to acting school and like start the acting process. And then he cast her in his film test from 1979, which completely bombed at the box office. And everybody knows Polanski's Polanski ha- history. Has, That's yeah. A- he has okay. a particular taste for young girls. But let get this shit, though. Get this shit. So the director, Paul, and her had an affair during production of this movie. Wait, Paul? Yeah, 
Paul Schreiner. Oh, the director. The director. I said the director of this movie, Paul, and Kinski had an affair during the production of this movie. Mm. Paul actually left his wife during production and was going to propose to Kinski at the rap party, but she didn't show up. And uh, so later on, he actually tracked her down in Paris like a stalker. And she was like, I I have sex with all my directors. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, Get also, it, girl. I also read after this movie, he didn't direct again for a long time. Oh, he was hard. He ruined his life for it. Yeah. I mean, wow. I was like, I read that. I was like, what the fuck drama? So okay. they had this lustful relationship that he thought was love. Right. And he left his wife for it. And Yeah. And it. She didn't even She's show like, up. oh, sweetheart, I I sleep with all of my directors. Which, That's a very European thing. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Exactly. Like, and, and fucking doe-eyed little corn-fed fucking U.S. boys who are nerds making movies and shit like that fall victim to, to their own stupid hubris. Uh, you know what I mean? So right. he ruined his, his life on it, I guess. Exactly. So like we said before, this was a rough like a, a rough remake of the 1942 version. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually the only scene that directly relates to that movie uh, was the one with the scene where Alice, a Nano tool was swimming in being stalked in the pool. Oh, she's like, you're trying to kill me. Yeah. That, that whole scene was in the actual 1942 huh. movie. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay, the scene where Paul Malcolm McDowell leaps on the bed like a cat. Remember that scene? Sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole scene was shot in reverse. Even he even walked down the hall backwards. Yeah, it makes sense because it, it was too perfect. Yeah, it was it was weird too. But I can see why they did it because they wanted to make sure he perched on there perfectly. Right. And like jumping a cat. jumping up like that high is not that easy. So. Right. Right. Okay, most of the movie was filmed on Universal's back lot, so that whole zoo, which looked amazing, was a fucking set. It looked amazing. She was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was like, they put animals in small cages like, like that. Cages are so tiny. I mean, I knew it was the '80s, but Jesus, <laughs> I know. they fucking don't care at all." <laughs> now get this shit. So the the leopards they had, so they weren't leopards. Those were Krugers. They dyed black because Krugers were easier to train than leopards. Well, they kept calling them leopards in the movie. And, and it looks like, a, I guess, a panther and is, a leopard is technically like the, same. the same thing. You just can't see their spots. Right. You can kind of see their spots if you look close. Right. But all those were Krugers that they dyed. Weird. Fucking assholes. Yeah, I kept getting confused by that. I don't know that much about cats, so fuck you guys if you're <laughs> laughing at me right now. All I could think about the whole time was, uh, I was like, Oh, oh, these are like the cats they get from like the Tiger King Zoo. Yeah. No wonder they're killing everybody. For entertainment. <laughs> Dude, they put that one fucking cat in that fucking apartment complex, like the, the hotel room. Oh, yeah. And it was, it that was legitimately there. wrecking that place. Yeah. And it just shows you the sheer power of those things. Yeah, totally. Like how fucking, like if you were in a room with one, mm-hmm. how just dangerous. Mm-hmm. and how powerful those motherfuckers are. That's exactly. crazy. Okay, and then I also read one last thing. So Barry uh, Berenson, she played the pool attendant at the pool in that pool scene. Right, okay. The one that part- comes in that interrupts the whole fucking thing, yeah. So she actually died on flight 11 on September 11th. Oh, holy shit. Right? Isn't that fucking crazy? Ugh. 
Oh, it gave me chills, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. It's weird. That's sad. It, yeah. Where'd you find all this shit? On the internet. <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy doing the research? Chris no, Sarah? I did not. Really? I was paranoid. I was, it wasn't good enough I'll for tell you. I'll tell you what. You know, I think you did a pretty good job. As long as there's drama involved. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's why I, like, want, like that's why I think you should be seeking it out because you got a nose for it. Okay. Well, maybe I'll seek it out, and if I see the drama, then I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do the trivia on this movie. <laughs> well, you got to tell me about it if I got to do it, too. Well, yeah, I know, I know. I don't want to do the work twice for no reason. Because this is like um, whatever happened to Baby Jane shit. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? There, I'm sure there's more. Because I was wondering I'm like sure there is too. how they- I didn't have enough time. Clearly, both of these movies use collaterals mm-hmm. because they use the, the big fucking round- uh, discs that you put in your eye but think right. about this this these were glass back in the day yeah they make scalarals now that are like a, a, you, know you know like I not glass i was looking for stuff on the effects and stuff and i didn't see nothing hmm. i mean i didn't look that hard well it's, <laughs> it's, it gets a little confusing when you go into imdb to find out who does the makeup effects because yeah some people call it makeup effects some call it practical effects some call it visual effects sometimes right it's the weirdest fucking thing ever mm-hmm. so you just don't know it's, there's so many people that work on it it's like yeah you, there's like usually a crew like somebody will like a like a group Unless it's a real indie film, they will just hire like a bunch of people that they can get to make whatever. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a, a big budget movie, they will grab a crew and they will say, hey, K&A, you know, K&B, why don't you come in here and fucking do this? And K&B has like different groups that do different things that are specialized in certain things and they send them mm-hmm. out and do it. Sometimes it's it's all of them and sometimes it's not. It's just mm-hmm. their people. So they've gotten big enough to do that. But yeah, I was doing the same thing with the next movie. I was so confused. I just gave up. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Because some SFX is considered matte paintings that they do on the background. Right. You know, like what they did in this movie. There's a matte paintings in this. Mm -hmm. So but that's interesting. Uh, Pretty cool stuff there, actually. Um, Little grab bag full of stuff. I feel like there's so much more that we can learn. Uh, about. Yeah, I do do too. And I knew I know on the Blu-ray there are interviews with Malcolm McDowell and all that. But we don't. I'm not going to buy it. It sucks. Same thing happened for the next movie for me, because like I know there's things that I that are more things that I could find out if I had the Blu-ray. Right. At least I'd hope that they put it in there because. I want to know about the eyes and how they did that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just I find it fascinating, especially back in those days, like this one, eighty two, when there was fucking glass that you had to stick mm-hmm. in your eye and it could break and cut your eye. Anyway, so we do have a couple of scenes that we're going to mention. We're not going to go buck wild with this like we do this sort of so bad it's good movies that we do because that's just yeah. Stranger Things is out and we need to get to on that. Okay? <laughs> Yeah, we do. We want to watch a couple episodes tonight before we get done. So, but we we were figuring on keeping this one short anyway, and just kind of picking out a few scenes that we really liked in the movie. So, what did you think about the whole opening scene? It was kind of like Dune esque. You know what I mean? It was. It, it I was didn't like know where it took world. place. Yeah, it it wasn't here. It was some like other South dimension, Africa, other dimension or something. Because the the cats were actually people, and then they were sacrificing people to the cats the gist of the idea i got is that there was a group of people who uh worshiped cats and somehow their souls got entangled with cats right but i'm just saying what 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 do you think of the look of it because i thought it looked eh, really cool i don't know i mean it looked okay i guess and then it just boom transcended into like modern day right 80s. That was it. well we knew that somebody was affected because they do that edit where it's like her face over the other face right because the girl, they put a girl up against a tree. They tie her to the tree as a sacrifice, and the cat hugs her or 
fucks her probably and then then she looks at the cat and then i don't know her face like deteriorates into the future of this natasha kinski so and i don't know if it was the same actress or not because their hair looked different i don't different. think it was it wasn't the same actress so but yeah it was it was okay i wasn't like blown away by it or anything like that the girl that plays kinski she plays the character name you said marina i said marina would you call her irena irena okay she's meeting up with malcolm mcdowell's character paul who she's like driving to new orleans for and she does we don't know who he is or why she's going Apparently she was adopted. They were both adopted. Right. Out. She went with one family and he went with another. Because this is America and that's what we do. Yeah. He was like actually given to like a circus family. And then she was given to like a regular family who, you know, loved her and didn't put her in the fucking circus as a freak. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she seems to be the most naive. I, I thought they're the real. I thought their real parents were circus people. Well, yeah, I think she got to stay with her real parents or something. I don't know. She knew more about them than than no, than because, he did because they were they were reflecting on childhood memories and saying how they used. They to were singing songs, do circus performances yeah. together and stuff. I don't remember any of it. I don't. I don't remember their childhood or anything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's probably because I didn't get raised You're up. Asleep. In their life. <laughs> You're oh, ha 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 ha. No, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. He, uh, Malcolm McDowell does a pretty good job of prowling around her, kind of making it seem like uneasy for the viewer because, of course, he's supposed to be fucking her because they only sleep with their own kind, their sisters and brothers. You know, and, like the the queen, the royalty, you know? I think monarchy. where they got that from is like, they're like, they're in the, in the, ro- the wild, animals will do that occasionally, but it's not always, you know? Like, do they all sleep with their own kind? Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. I have a hard time believing it. I can't confirm it. So maybe one of you guys knows more about (laughs) Maybe you're a catologist. Comment down below. You're a pantherologist. A pantherologist. (laughs) (laughs) I I really like the scene where the, 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 uh, the, what what the fuck? The leopard was locked in the room where it was like a prostitute's room and the prostitute's going up. Yeah. To, uh, you know, get it on, and then the it's hiding underneath the bed. And that chick is from. Uh, she's a Canadian actress, or she came to Canada and acted in Cronenberg's movie, one of the ones that we one where everybody sex craved. Uh-huh. I think it's Rabid. Uh huh. I, I can't remember, but it was the one where like they go around and everybody like kills everybody by having sex with them and stuff, which is kind of like the sadness before the sadness. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like she was in the, the pool scene at the very end. Of that Cronenberg film that we watched where she, he and he goes to give get help with her and it doesn't work. I don't know. He She's already changed uh-huh. and he doesn't realize it. But yeah, it's the same girl. But that scene was cool. I, I did like that scene where she's like sliding down the stairs with her leg all fucked up. Mm-hmm. The... And then the fire department had to come and like get the thing and then they had to call the zoologist from the zoo <laughs> to come to ketamine. They call it zoologist out in Nolans. <laughs> So they like ketamine it and then bring it back to the zoo. Yeah, they trank dart the shit out of it. Everything looks really real in that. But did you find out about the cat being real or anything like that? No, I didn't see anything. Huh, because I was really curious about that. It was real. That that one scene where they cut open the panther, which could have been fake. I mean, obviously that part was fake. But like when they were transferring it from a cart to cart, it looked with its tongue hanging out. It looked real. It looked real. And when it was passed out on the floor, it looked like it really got trank dart. It really did. So it's almost like, hey, we didn't really abuse the animal, but it was the 80s. So fuck you. They're working actors. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and John Hurd's carrying this motherfucker like in the movie. And I'm just like, Jesus, that thing's like. (gasps) 
Oh, okay. two, three hundred pounds. There's a scene where they're in the the zoo downstairs, and the panther's in the cage, and and one of the workers goes to clean the cage. Oh, that's what I was going to mention next. Yeah, and well, it's one of the main characters. He's like supposedly twenty three in the movie, and he's played a dad <laughs> in every movie I've ever seen. So it's really weird to hear them say, "Oh, he's twenty four and he died." <laughs> Ed Bagley Jr. is the guy, and he's been in like a ton of different things that I've seen throughout like 90s, 80s, and things like that. So it's just he's really young. But anyway, he goes to clean the cage, and uh, I'm going to call him Marina. Marie? Marine? Fuck! Irina. Irina. It's got me all fouled up now because all of my notes are Marina. Just say main character, lady. Yeah, the (laughs) Kinski bitch. God damn it. I don't want to say that. Kinski, god damn it. <laughs> anyway, she's like watching and she's like, he's scared. And he's like, come on, get over here. Try to, oh, he's, he's getting all mad and riled up. We got to, we got to shock the shit out of it now. And so he goes to get like strap on his fucking like taser gun. And then like he goes to do it and he grabs his arm and rips it the fuck off. And then he's like, I'm never, never going to financially recover from this. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is that from? That is from Tiger King because one of his workers had her arm chewed off, like completely off. Uh, and they caught video of him standing in the office saying, oh, how am I going to ever financially recover from this? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gnarly either way. Like they they did a good job of showing it shredding the arm. It kind of reminded me of, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but there's that fake scene that they have where the lion rips off the guy's arm, the like handler's arm uh-huh. and faces of death. I think it's the first one, but like he's, he, he goes in wearing a blue suit and then <laughs> they like cut to a guy in an orange suit, getting his arm ripped off. And it's like, <laughs> wait, no, I'm pretty sure he was wearing something else. <laughs> But he's just laying on the ground and his arm is there. A lot of the stuff in, in, in Faces of Death was fake. Oh, yeah. But this looked pretty real. It, it looked like it, it, it did definitely look Except a little bit. It, when he laid on the ground a little bit, you could tell his arm was like tucked right. behind his thing. Did you see that he peed a little? Real. Did he? he no, peed? I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what? I just thought of it. I should have made up some trivia to fuck with you. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh that, that's only for me. Okay. Yeah, only for you. Okay. That was one of my favorite scenes oh, of all. God. Okay, okay. I think it was like just about after that scene. So there's a scene when she she is like furious with Paul, her brother. She's freaked out by him. Uh, they're standing in the house, and Paul shows up and he says he was in prison. And then he was like, "Uh, you know, I'm gonna have sex with you or some bullshit like that." And then she jumps over the balcony. Oh, she does a handstand. Like. Yeah, she does this like gymnastic thing off like a four-story building. Yeah, she's like, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Well, they're cats. They can jump. Over the, you know, they always land on their feet. Uh, whoever the stunt person was from that, bravo. That was great. <laughs> and dismount. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's funny? I also thought was really silly about this movie is the love story in this. Oh it's not God. very believable, to be honest. Like, Well, it's not because he's hooking up with the chick he works with. Right. She's all kissing him on the mouth and shit. But you don't know. Maybe they're open relationship. Yeah, I know. but you Because that girl takes her out to lunch or dinner That's or whatever. That's fine. That's fine. But you shouldn't do it in a movie like this because it gets confusing. For, oh, is, that, you know is I mean? it confusing for you fucking heterosexuals? You need to tell me if you're in an I'm open relationship. <laughs> Yes, because if you're in an open relationship, you need to be good and clear. Oh, you have about, to wear a okay? mask with the sign, and you have to wear colors on your sleeve. It's confusing. Yeah, Christina demands it. 
<laughs> and we're monogamous. And if we weren't, apparently, I'd have to wear some yes, sort of clown. Yes, you would have to tell people. I'd have to go out and be like, "Hey guys, I'm a clown." <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> I have sex with other people. <laughs> oh I don't. I don't mean that the you know, you you get my joke. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so there's a scene where they go have oysters because first of all, he meets her. He meets the Mariana, whatever the fuck, Irina, whatever the fuck her name is, Kinski outside she's drawing a picture of the panther outside and it's already an hour and a half after they've closed and he's like the curator and he's closing up shop and he sees her outside and he's like what the fuck so he goes to chase her he's like hey he's like hey and she's like oh my god and she drops her pen and paper and books it and fucking scales a tree like a fucking cat and he's like uh I'll come down from there you can come down now you I'll idiot you. And then they start talking and she's like she's like oh you're burning up let me give you some medicine it's like, oh my god! See, I don't take aspirin. I mean, she's just, one of those. Okay? Yeah, I mean, it's only because she's hot. First of all, that he did that. Because imagine if it was an ugly bitch, you'd be like, "You need to get the fuck out, lady." <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, because she's hot. They go out to have oysters at an oyster bar, which, by the way, isn't a great idea to take somebody on a date to go have oysters if they've never had them before. Right, that's kind of gross. Fifty-fifty chance they're not gonna like it, and they're they get sick. Yeah. So they go to have oysters at a place right away. He's like, hey, would you like to have? She's like, would you like to have dinner? And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. And while they talk, he's like, how'd you like to work at the zoo? Like, I'm like, slow down. And uh, she's like, I'm not really qualified. He's about, he's like, well, I could pull some strings and talk to the curator about it. Wink, wink. <laughs> he's like, how about the gift shop? Campy, campy. I can pull a few strings. It's it's that simple, folks. That's how you that's how you get a job at the zoo. Is just look hot, draw a picture of a panther outside, <laughs> and just stay there. Yeah, fast closing trespass. Just make sure you're pretty though, trespass. because if you're not, bitch is gonna be fucking drug out with a fucking taser. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was an ugly bitch and he goes in there. The story goes completely different. <laughs> hey, you wait there. She hits her head on a fucking cage. The tiger or fucking panther grabs her neck and rips a chunk of flesh <laughs> out. And her, and she's like got her arm all tangled up in the fucking cage. And it's all rackling around. Oh, my God. So pays to be pretty. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just think it's funny how fast this movie moves. A lot of movies do that with love. Yeah, it moves. And then it's just dead for like it's like no you guys just want to fuck like just like that's not love like shut the fuck up (laughs) just because you're sticking your dick and shit and you want to stick it in somewhere doesn't mean you're in love okay (laughs) anyway there was a scene where marina goes home and suddenly paul shows up and he says he's been imprisoned her brother by the way and she's like where have you been i've been looking for you everywhere i got a job at a fucking zoo and uh she's like I saw someone die today. It's that guy that I was talking about. And he's like, I think it's time. I knew when I saw him with you and how wet you got. You think it's love, but it's blood you want. He's not for you. I am. And then he starts pawing at her and his eyes change. And she's like, you're not my brother. (laughs) And then runs to the window and does a flip. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. But I just wanted to mention that part because it was really funny. It's creepy, too. <laughs> when she did that little cartwheel thing, I was like, wee! <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing. But this is how they discovered that there's a basement and they've been keeping a panther down there. Really, it's for her brother for when he changes. Mm-hmm. Because he ultimately, he doesn't like to kill people. 
he but like he has to. He wants to be in love, like that's his thing. But because he has this panther vibe thing going on, every time he has sex with somebody, he turns into this panther and kills whoever he he has sex with. So the only people he can actually successfully fuck without dying or killing the other is if it's his sister. Well, she kind of proved everybody wrong at the end. She does. Kind of. Well, kind of. I mean, it wasn't ideal for her, but... She turns into a panther forever. Well, because she has sex with Oliver. Right. Like, for a half an hour. <laughs> like, they showed it for, like, half an hour. Yeah, and then she turned, and then he just kept her at the zoo. Dude, there was that scene, too, where uh, Oliver invites her to his crab shack in the middle of the swamp. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. And they're, like, crabbing, and there's, like, that, like, scene where she bends over, and I was like, oh, wow, they really got a good shot of that. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, well, we we went crabbing. I went through all the steps. Uh, now I'm just going to grab your tits and, like, start kissing you because we're in love, you know? <laughs> Christine was like, "Whoa, Jesus!" Stupid. It's the '80s, man. That's how you. That's how love works, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, her brother is trying to hook up with some girl, and that's that was a pretty cool scene where she like it was weird because she's like, "It's okay, you can't get it up. I like you still. <laughs> Do you like me?" So he turns into a panther and rips off her arm. Well, you don't know until later because he wakes up on the floor naked with all this vomity fucking clear. And he's eating it. Dude. <laughs> that is gross. He put it in his mouth and you could tell like he almost didn't want to do it. Right. I think it was like a spur of the moment thing. Right. He did it for the film. Gross. That's Malcolm. It was just gelatin. I mean, it was probably, yeah, but it probably didn't taste that It great. isn't like it, he was like licking up his cum. Yeah, but come on. You don't just pick <laughs> something up like that and not have the thought about it. Not like if I this pour- This is a disgusting movie, so he has to do it. I wouldn't just like go, oh, I like milk, so I'm going to pour it in the in the toilet and then drink it out of there. It's just milk. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, what was that other scene where he's like, um, Paul was like, he doesn't love you. He just loves the panther. And he goes to touch her and then he picks up a piece of glass and he's like, you leave me with no choice. And she's like, no. And she like hugs him and starts kissing him. And then doesn't she stab him? She stabs him in the hand. And that was a really cool scene because you like you see his skin start to like pop open and you can see like a black claw, like right. a black like cat hand mm -hmm. underneath it. And wasn't it cool when uh, they actually killed Paul as a panther and they were doing the autopsy at him and they cut the panther or panther leopard, whatever, open and a hand popped out? Right. That was cool. That was some thing shit right there. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. That was like real too. That was like a yeah. like it really happened. Like they shut, they killed the, the, the panther or whatever. Mm-hmm. Paul. Well, I forget how they did it. Do you remember? Oh, they shot him. Yeah, they shot him. Yeah, because uh, the... Anticlimactically. The, the girlfriend of Oliver, the redheaded Beverly girl, her name's Alice in the movie. Alice. I call her Beverly Marsh because she's in it, the miniseries. But anyway, Alice comes in, busts in the room when he's cornered by her brother and he goes to leap at, at Oliver and he she shoots him out the window. And there's this weird scene where <laughs> Marina uh, goes and she's like, walks up to him and she's like, ah! It makes this weird, like, distorted half panther voice and half, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> but then, like, at the end of the movie, you see fucking Oliver back at the at the zoo being a curator with that girl, Alice. She gives him a kiss. I'll see you later tonight. And he goes out and starts feeding the panther and petting it. 
Because it's uh, it's her. It's her. It's fucking the end. It was stupid. Well, they because they fuck and she doesn't kill him. Right, and she just stays for a panther for the rest of her life. She's like, I don't want to. I want to be like with my people in a cage. Yeah, at the new yeah. Orleans I want to be in a. Zoo, okay? I want to be in a two by two fucking cell uh, for, the for the rest of my, of my life. life. <laughs> <laughs> it's way more artistic than it, we're making it sound. Yeah, but. it was, but the ending, I, I didn't enjoy. I, I, ugh, it annoyed me. It should have been better than that. I think so. I mean, yeah. I can see why people wouldn't like it, but I just, there's just some weird shit. It's just a weird movie. It's a weird movie. And also, this is a remake, and it's right. from 1982, people. And they went wild. You know? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. They did remakes back then? Oh, oh yeah. Shocker, huh? <laughs> Always and forever. <laughs> we will have remakes. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be all right? <laughs> well, we got another movie that we're going to be talking about, and that's Innocent Blood from 1992. And I did the work on this one. Marie is a vampire with the thirst for bad guys. When she fails to properly dispose of one of her victims, a violent mob boss, she bites off a little more than she can chew and faces a new immortal danger. Dumb bitch. (laughs) Taglines. Got three of them. A movie that goes straight for the jugular. Oh. For generations, the mafia preyed on the innocent. Tonight, someone's preying on them. And then the last one. This one's kind of silly. Horror meets humor when the underworld meets the underworld. <laughs> okay. This is uh, also by murderer John Landis. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Did he kill anybody? I'm, in this not gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm totally kidding, guys. I'm kidding. I'm totally joking. Like, uh, it's it's probably not very tasteful to make jokes, to be honest. But John Landis is the guy who directed the Blues Brothers and the infamous movie Twilight Zone, the movie which three people tragically died, including two children, uh, by a helicopter crash. So oh, I always mention horrible. that, but for the sake of this review, I'm just going to be keeping that out Sorry, and just looking at the movie mentioned. as itself. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking about John Landis when I did this, but he, I was. he also did movies like Schlock, An American Werewolf in London, which is a, a fantastic movie. It's hard to not like, uh, which they are remaking, by the way. I just saw today. Is he involved? I think so, probably. Oh, that's good. Probably just as a, you know, do you give me your blessing? You know, do okay. you mind if I destroy your movie? Anyway, <laughs> Michael Jackson's thriller he did. He Hell yeah, he did. He was a producer on uh, Sliders. He also did Three Amigos, Beverly Hills Cop 3, and so much more. You got writer Michael Wolk, who was first and last for his writing credit. This is the only one, in other words. He's actually the surgeon in the movie, by the way. He produced a few things after the movie, but he wrote this script, and it is not based on the 1980 novel of the same name by P.D. James, by the way, just so you know. Cast, Anne Parlod, who is Marie in the movie. She was obviously in the movie La Femme Nikita, which brought her to fame. She was that in was the, a great movie. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. it's uh, She was also in The Man in the Iron Mask, In Their Sleep, Gangsters, and more. We got a lot of ca- ass cast here, so I'm just going to blaze through these real quick. Okay. David Provol, which plays Lenny. He was in The Shawshank Redemption, UHF, The Phantom, Mean Streets, Monster Squad, Four Rooms, The Brady Bunch Movie, and Four more. Four Rooms! Yeah. We got Rocco Sisto, who plays Gilly. He was in Donnie Brasco, After Hours, Frequency, Eraser, Possession, and more. We got Chaz Palamentary, who plays Tony. He was the he, in The Usual Suspects as one of the big ones. A Bronx Tale, Running Scared, one of the most underrated movies I think everybody should watch. 
Running Scared is fucking awesome. What? Well, it's the one with the guy from uh, the Fast and the Furious in it that okay. no one ever talks about that they should because it's a great fucked up movie. Anyway, okay. Pool Hall Junkies, another great movie that I like a lot too, and uh, more. We also got Anthony LaPaglia, who plays Joe. He was in Empire Records. So I Married an Axe Murderer, Bulletproof, Son of Summer of Sam, Happy Feet, and more. We got Robert Loja, who plays Sal the Shark, Michelli, and he started acting in the 50s, and he's done a lot. Just to name a few, he's done Tom Hanks Big, Independence Day, Scarface, Lost Highway, Revenge of the Pink Panther, Trail of the Pink Panther, Curse of the Pink Panther, Psycho 2, Opportunity Knocks, Holy Man, and so much more. He passed away on December 4th of 2015, and he was 85 years old with complications from Alzheimer's, believe it or not, which is a terrible disease. Um, John, uh, Tony Sirico, who is in this, he plays Jacko from The Sopranos. He plays Polly Walnuts. Goodfellows, Cookie, Romeo is Bleeding, Dead Presidents. He's still going. He has quite a few projects in the works. Tony Lip, who plays Frank, is also a Soprano alum. He played Carmine. He was in Goodfellows, Donnie Brasco, Last Rites, and more. You got Kim Coates, who plays Ray, the guy with the mullet that's always chewing the, chewing the bubble gum. Mm -hmm. He was in Bad Blood, Goon, Sons of Anarchy, Godless, The Amityville Curse. Ah, He had a mullet there, too. He was in RoboCop TV series, Battlefield Earth, Black Hawk Down, which is a great movie, Silent Hill, and more. Marshall Bell's in this movie. He plays Marsh. How easy. Uh, he was in Total Recall. He was the George, the Kawado guy that has the like the dude with the baby on his stomach. Oh. <laughs> no wonder he looked familiar. Yeah. He's in Things to Do in Denver, When You're Dead, Starship Troopers, Room 6, Virus, The Puppet Masters, Airheads, The Vagrant, Cherry 2000, and so much more. Leo Burmester, Dave, he plays Dave Flinton in the movie. The Abyss, he did. He did The Devil's Advocate, The Last Temptation of Christ, Aftermath, and more. Angela Bassett, one of your favorites. Yeah. She was the U.S. Attorney Sinclair. She was in Contact, Strange Days, American Horror Story, Green Lantern, Mr. 3000, Waiting to Exhale, Vampire in Brooklyn, Malcolm X, Panther. Anything else? Tina, that Tina Turner movie. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we got Luis Guzman, who plays Morales. He was in Boogie Nights, Traffic, Punch Drunk Love, The Count of Monte Cristo, Yes Man, The Bone Collector, Snake Eyes, Carlito's Way, and Waiting. And last but not least, we got Don Rickles, who plays Manny the Lawyer. He was a stand-up comedian and actor. He was an insult comedian, technically, first. And he had his own TV show, too, The Don Rickles Show. He was in Casino. He does the voice of Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story and so many fucking other things. You can instantly recognize him. Totally. Budget was $20 million. Innocent Blood opened on September 25th in 1992 and grossed about $2 million close to in its opening weekend and earning the seven spot at the box office but it ended up with only five million total christina what yes. are your thoughts well well i was not expecting this to be a mobster godfather dracula movie <laughs> fucking crazy it actually reminded me of like a one of those like remember when the three stooges didn't they meet frankenstein or was that abbott and costella uh, yeah, it was Abbott and Costello like, with the Universal Moss. It kind of some of the scenes reminded me of that for some reason. You know, it's funny that you say that because there's you know Sam Raimi and him are friends, 
and they both are kind of within that era. You know what I mean? Right. They grew up in right. that kind That's of style. Their, those, that was and their, their movies. Their movies have been compared together uh, oftentimes a lot mm-hmm. because they do the the scary and the funny right at the same time, and they're like characteresque, right? Yeah. Co- co- comedic. Yeah. Uh, it's re- it was really crazy. Well, and, and I say that just 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 to confirm, so people don't know why I'm branching that. Sam Raimi is notorious for the Three Stooges. He loves the Three Stooges. So when she says Abbott and Costello and things like that, mm-hmm. that's why I say that. But anyway, continue. okay. Uh, it was really creative premise. It was funny. It was silly. I enjoyed the vampire tropes they had. They had the garlic in there, some mirrors, like super strength of flying. There were some really cool action sequences and car chases, which right. I was surprised by. Um, anything, anywhere there was a TV on, it was either Hammer Horror or like Universal Dracula mm-hmm. on there. Um, okay, so the, uh, I the main actress in this movie annoyed me, and then I can't get past the fact that you had Angela Bassett in this movie, and she's not the lead character, and it was, <laughs> and she was barely in it. I think she was in like two scenes. Yeah, but and this it was is kind of early on. Yeah, I know. I, I don't care. She should have. She should have had the lead role. Okay. She's that's good. At Maybe it. she didn't want to get naked the whole fucking movie. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> Anyway, overall, I did enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. Seven out of ten. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's good. This has been considered by many to be one of the last great movies that Landis did, other than Beverly Hills Cop Three. If you're a big fan, considering he's 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 such a resume behind him, he's worked with everyone, and obviously has some conver- controversy about him. Which I said, like I said, we're just skipping over that for this time. It's a little little heavy. It's deep, dude. <laughs> it's really heavy. If you ever want to watch Cursed, I think it's on Cursed yeah, Films. Yeah, it's on the first one. The first one for season one, episode one. Watch that. It's fucking tragic as shit. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Not a fun thing to talk about. No. Um, but anyway, he, as mentioned in the past, I saw this movie with a like a bunch of times on Cinemax or HBO. I can't remember exactly where, but they played it a lot and I forgot how erotic it was. So I guess it makes sense that, you know, we got these two movies, like I said. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Like, I literally think about when I picked these two movies and I just, I guess that's where my boner went to oh my God. To pick these movies. Yes, because everyone wants to know where your boner's at. <laughs> we just put it on a, a board and just like spin it and then wherever it landed, it was the, the little peg that was in the way. <laughs> Fucking gross. I'm like not even amused. <laughs> it's the wheel of cock. I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> someone's going to listen to this and be like, Jesus, where the fuck is he going with this review? Uh, anyway, so I watched this movie a lot as a kid and I really liked it. I haven't seen it for a very, very, very long time. It just happened to play a lot back then. And Landis, you know, really showed the world what you know, what he could do with an American werewolf in London. And you can tell he picked up a few friends along the way in the horror industry because of it, because that is considered to be one of the most like influential and best uh, practical effects that you've had that would have ever been made at that time. Mm hmm. Uh, the transformation scene for me is probably one of the best in all of werewolf's transformations just about, I mean, it even rivals shit today. So we get a lot of cameos from, from some horror f- people that we were, you know, we love and see all the time coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. They the got fucking Dario Argento of Suspiria playing one of the fucking EMTs in the back of the fucking one of the bus when they pull him in, uh, mm-hmm. they pull in the lawyer or whatever. Uh, you got 
Sam Raimi of Evil Dead fame in this movie as well. He's in the meatpacking plant. You got Tom Savini, who's like one of the photojournalists or something. And Paparazzi. Then, yeah, he was from, you know, Dawn of the Dead, doing the special effects in Dawn of the Dead and plenty more. Linnea Quigley's in here. Scream, scream Queen right there. Her husband at the time, who she was married to, Steve Johnson, is in the film, too. Oh. He was also a special effects guy as well, like mm-hmm. big time. And, you know, the TVs, like you mentioned, all have monster, famous monster movies playing on all of them and all out throughout the entire film. It's just a big old horror fan nostalgia fest in this movie. And heck, they even have a few greats outside of horror in the genre here as well. Like you'll see like Frank Oz. He's one of the, you know, the main puppeteers responsible for development of Jim Henson's The Muppet Show and Sesame Street and live action filmmaking, directing The Dark Crystal with Henson, Little Shop of Horrors, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Muppets Take Manhattan, ton of stuff. So, but this is a very different vampire movie in general, a vampire with like different rules too, that I kind of like, it's like, it changes things up a little bit from the movies we'd seen previous to this to kind of give it some like different flair, you know, like that, a different Mm -hmm. rule set because like you can see a reflection in this movie and like they don't sleep in fucking coffins and it's kind of much more modern and (laughs) They do some really cool eye effects that I loved in this movie that is really cool. Um, and, and the vampire has a conscience, too. She only kills those are bad guys, particularly mob guys in this movie. She falls in love, so it's like this big ball of entertainment kind of movie, so it's not just a vampire movie. It's a lot of nudity and uh, kind of silly, you know? It loads of practical effects that are different from any of the horror movies I've seen before it. The vamps in this one are super different as well with those eyes I mentioned. Something I just admire in some films that choose to tackle the subgenre too, they never mention vampires in the movie. Right, they didn't. They don't do, you know, like there's other movies that do it in like zombie subgenre. They don't mention zombies. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that way. It's clearly a comedy, so it's but it's done in such a way that it isn't overdoing it any one genre. I mean, the comedy's evident, obviously, but if I had to pick a person who steals the show in this movie... As far as like comedy and like acting and all this, you got Anne Paralod, who many fell in love with for the La Femme Nikita movie, you know, or Robert Loggia. Yeah. Those are the two that really yeah, stick Robert out the Loja most. Was, yeah, Parliamentary does too. He does it, but he mm-hmm. gets taken out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, those three probably the most, and I would pick Robert Loja all the way on this one, who practically holds the camera hostage on this. And his physical comedy is Dude, like he's amazing. fucking great. I love yeah. him. I love his fucking gangster attitude in any of the movies that he's done. Mm-hmm. But here, it's just all the best, the best worlds. Yeah, because he's like ripping people apart, like literally with his teeth. Oh yeah, and then being <laughs> kind of a wise guy, literally. Yeah. Uh, his his performance is really just all over the place and so much fun. He's just always been a fun bad guy to me, and seeing him in this role is just perfect. Like he was perfectly cast for this. Like I loved him in Lost Highway. That scene with him in it is pretty great. He can be very serious and uncomfortable. And I've heard that people who worked with him felt uncomfortable around him when he's in that that zone. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's very demanding. We're very, right. very commanding of his his role. Uh-huh. And I also liked him in Independence Day where he's always saying, My God. Every five fucking minutes. <laughs> when shit gets too real, call in Robert Loja. My God, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke that uh, Mike Saga and Bender and I always used to joke about because oh, yeah. he says it in that film a couple of times and we just think it's so 
Mm-hmm. They're like, there's women and children aboard. And he's like, my God, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but you get the point. Loja makes me wet in this film. Okay? Yeah, I'll get past it. But honestly, his performance is both funny and great. It's just crazy how you can... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how anybody can like this performance. I just think it's great. Mm-hmm. The practical effects I mentioned earlier is really fucking good. Like there is some stuff in here that I've never seen in any other movie, and I don't know how they did it. Like there's this like cindering charcoal effect that they do that looks fucking real. Oh, when they're burning. Yeah, like when the sun mm-hmm. hits them and stuff like that. Like and then like holy shit, dude! Like that one scene with Don Wrinkles is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like pieces of people are coming apart, and it's just insane. But it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> there are a few moments in the film that kind of drag a little bit, but you know, ultimately, if you've ever liked a mob movie in the past or a vampire movie that likes to have a little fun, this should be the perfect mix of the two. Mm-hmm. I think you can you can't go wrong with it. It's not the best movie I've ever seen, but it's like a seven point five, damn near eight for me. Like. I would almost give it an eight, but I think 7.5 is appropriate. Mm-hmm. I definitely will watch this again. I wish I owned it. I don't know why I don't what own the it. fuck, Alex? I, I don't know why I haven't seen it in, in like decades. Right. So it's weird. But yeah, so 7.25 between the two of us, huh? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. You're a crazy girl. Now I'm going to do something that I know is super crazy, but... I'm going to dip my burrito in the cheese. <laughs> you crazy. You crazy. You crazy girl. <laughs> hey, the, the VHS, if it is in blood, uh, we could get it for like seven bucks on eBay. That's all I would rather just get the Blu-ray and call it, <laughs> you know. Me, I'm all obsessed with fucking fucking VHS. You're not going to be able to see boobs in there. Then I'm going to have to be, it'd be yeah, like, right. Come on, boy. it'll be going back. Real. real. It'll be going back to when I was a fucking kid and I had to fucking do the scramble box and just catch a titty once in a while. Oh like, God. I don't want to watch that quality. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we watch a movie and there's nudity or sex in a movie, like, I'm like, wow, this is a this is a good movie. Stupid. <laughs> And she laughs every time, though. <laughs> and then when she sees a dick, she throws it in my face. I'm like, please. I it's to, like, yeah, but the difference is I have to beg for it, like, to get a dick in a movie. Jesus. I don't know. You saw Malcolm McDowell's piece. Not really. Well, Are you, you kidding me? You pointed me? it out pretty heavily. I'd have to, like, you'd have to do the whole boxy thing to see it. I don't even think they really showed it because he had that fucking ectoplasm on him and shit. It might have just been she that. She kept saying that there was a lot of vagina in this movie, and I was like, nah, there's just bush. Dude, dude this movie? The other movie. Are we in the spoiler? Yeah. We're, we're in Innocent Blood. Okay. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> yeah. They literally opened the scene, and it, she was full Oh, no, we're not in the spoiler. Spoilers, oh. yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's the beginning of the movie. Okay, whatever. She's full on nude bush and everything in the Yeah, but they, don't show, the they don't show clam. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you think's underneath the bush? I I don't know. That's the mystery. <laughs> I'm just saying that you're not. They're not showing it. Like if if Adam and Adam. Okay. Okay. Here's yes. They are hold showing on, it. Hold on. Slow the roll. Okay. Listen do to me. Do we have to talk? Christina, shut the fuck you? up and let me speak for a second. If Adam and Eve can have a leaf over their fucking junk, I think somebody can have a fucking fro. Over their fucking vagina and not know what's underneath it. It's not like you can see inside. It's not like you can see the full detail. It's just hair. I'm done with this conversation. 
Fuck, wow. <laughs> Continue on with the trivia, please. All right, so uh, we're going to jump into our... What are we doing? Where am I? I don't know. Are you mad? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Okay, hang in there, buddy. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to jump into our spoiler section and talk about that. Let us know what you guys think of this movie, though. I'd like to hear if you guys are a fan, if you won't watch it because of the whole fucking Twilight Zone thing. I know that there's these movies that like people won't watch now because of certain things that have happened, but it's so hard for me. Like, it's because you're old. Yeah, because I didn't watch these knowing and, all that shit, we, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, but we also uh, were raised where we justified all the bad shit. Right. You know, it's it, it it's not right anymore. Well, I'm, I I just feel like it's once it's out there, it's art, you know what I mean? Regardless if it was made on, on the budget of, like, blood of children or not. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> probably not very apropos for the no. time. No. Not at all. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay. Anyway, so uh, if you don't want anything spoiled, all you have to do, all you have to do is go down to the timestamps down below and skip to the end of the podcast to find out what we're going to be watching next week, which I have no clue. <laughs> and neither will you until then and next week. Yeah, we might not know at all, but we'll find out. Check at the end of the episode. Anyway, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. The film began as a script by Mick and Richard Christensen, Christian Matheson called Red Sleep, which John Landis had a deal at Warner Brothers to make it, and he wrote it with Harry Shearer, and it was pretty fucking wild, supposedly. I don't know, but that's what Landis says. The premise is basically that Las Vegas is a city that is run by vampires, so like the mob, but only vampires. And they turned it into the studio who didn't like it, and they offered another vampire script called Innocent Blood by Michael Wolk. And Landis said, I really liked it. I was given tremendous freedom by the studio to make it, although it was rather low budget. It was very risky, which I think perhaps contributed to the fact that it didn't do so well in the theater. But originally, Jack Shoulder was set to direct Laura Flynn Boyle and Dennis Hopper in the film. Huh. That was also an option. Uh, after Shoulder backed out due to creative differences, John Landis stepped in and replaced it. So the, he was going to do the, the Innocent Blood movie. While they were trying to pitch the other movie, and then it, because of that, it flipped to John Landis. Oh, I see. In the U.S., only the R-rated version has been released so far, supposedly. But, I mean, obviously we know that's not true because we got the Screen Factory version. Um, there is an uncensored, uh, unrated version that was out in Germany that has a lot of nudity to extended scenes containing violence, which I think we all get in the 1080p version that we saw. Uh, so, but Landis cast and paralleled off the back of La Femme Nikita because Marie had to be beautiful, sexy, and very sympathetic, which her role in La Femme Nikita is all of those. Right. Um, but she, Anne had been a ballerina, so she had this amazing physicality to her work. And Landis said that the preview audiences had trouble understanding her French accent because there is a couple of moments that she says some things that I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Fucking Americans. But, you know, he <laughs> refused to dub her. So good. Because he just respected her. Good. Anyway, Landis said that he described the film as a hammer film, as if it was directed oh, okay. by Scorsese. <laughs> I don't know if that's 100% uh, true because it's a little too wacky for Scorsese, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you know that Landis trying to be funny, you know, weird. Mm -hmm. The film was shot in Pittsburgh beginning on January 13th of 92, and Landis originally intended to set it in New York, obviously, and shoot most of it in Philadelphia for New York. But when he saw Pittsburgh, he decided to film there. It wrapped on April 7th in 1992, so it took him a little while. 
he previewed the film, then made about 15 to 20 minute cuts based on the preview and handed in the cut. So that's pretty quick turnaround mm-hmm. and make. Uh, the MPA wanted to give the film an NC-17 rating, so uh, two more minutes were cut to get an R. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? It's probably the sex scene, the longest sex scene yeah, I've ever where he seen rails in my her from behind. life. Jesus fucking Christ. He rails her from behind with the handcuffs on. Listen, Marie's eyes, do you remember when they change? Like, all the vampires' eyes change, apparently. Right. Marie's eyes change color depending on either her vampire side coming into play or her mood. Her eyes turn bloody red when she's feasting. In the scene where Joe confronts her in the car for the chaotic events that are taking place. The green. Her eyes turn green, yes. Right. When she shows great stress and shame. Intriguingly, during the love scene with Joe, her eyes turn a variety of colors due to her pleasant and ecstatic mood. Her pleasure eyes. Those are her pleasure eyes. I wasn't looking at her eyes. I didn't even realize she had things in. Yeah, you're looking at her bush. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I knew him. <laughs> I've already mentioned the eyes, you fuck. I couldn't stop. I was like, is there a, is there a lip? Do you see a lip in there? Or is there What's in that nest? Uh, okay, stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was a kid when I watched this. Of course, I'm sure I'm thought about that when I was a little kid. But uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking that now. You're just making shit up. I didn't make anything You're up. You're making that up. You made me say that. Oh, I did. Yeah, anyway, moving on. So what did your first, so this is your first time seeing it. So what I want to want to know from you is what did you think? Like, what was your first initial reaction? When did you know that you were kind of on board for this movie? It was literally uh, when uh, the scenes with uh, the guy we like. What? Funny guy. Robert Loja. Oh, yeah. Robert Loja. Yeah. yeah. Robert Loja. All the way. Best scenes. Every single scene he was in, I was like locked in. Yeah, it's true. You know, everything That's why I said he's like holding the camera hostage. Yeah, he really is. Because he really just, there's nowhere else to look. And did you know this movie came out a month before my favorite uh, vampire movie? Which? Bram Stoker's Dracula came out a month later. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I was like 92. So that's what brought the class back. Landis killed the class. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. Technically, this is one of those because like movies. I, I feel like this movie got buried. Right. I guarantee you. Know? you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 This is just too cheesy for some people. I think. Yeah. I, I just it wasn't a good time for it, I think. Yeah. I, I like it, though. It's one of those movies that can just pop on. Mm-hmm. Like I could literally just watch that movie. Like if we were watching it in the background and I would be like, oh, yeah, that's a funny scene. Oh, wait, the scene's coming up. It's coming up because mm-hmm. they have that. They have that like situation where like Robert Loja changes and then it's just like one scene to the next where he's like peppered gets, in. Yeah. And it, it gets more ridiculous. It gets more Three Stooges esque. Hey, but it's, Lenny. But it's like. But it's, like it's, it's horrific. We're family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like sucking everybody's blood and shit. Yeah, it's so, so great, dude. I love when Lenny cracks his leg on the fucking. <laughs> yeah, he's walking. And, and he's like, hey, smile like a fucking jackass. <laughs> Don't need that anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, and I love when they pull up each of the guys to the room and they're all mm-hmm. like. They're all like, oh, shit. He's like, listen, you know, when you're made by me, you're unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. It's funny. So you you were when did you know that you were into this movie? Like what scene was you just said Robert Lojo scenes? Really? That was it? Hold on, I'm looking. Yes. The first scene with Robert Loja is not that. Right. Yes. So there's a guy waiting outside. He it's like the very beginning of the movie. He shows up and they're like, Oh, leave your keys in the car in case we have to move it. You're you feel, know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're feeling co- uncomfortable because he's like you can see he's like really nervous, like why he's there. He doesn't know why he's there. It's uncalled for that he's being called. And he's one of the guys that works for fucking Sal, 
the shark, who's Robert Loge's character. And he goes down into the basement and then the wise guys are all talking to him like, hey, it's nice down here. You got lighting and, you know, and then we're, oh, we're going to go over to this dark <laughs> I, fucking room over here. With I you. like it. They've walked through a, a Chinese kitchen like, we're, we're so far deep, we're going through China. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's not really appropriate joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> Well, that's what people used to think is that if you dug deep enough, you'd be yeah, in China. You'd go, yeah, you'd be in China. Which so. is dumb because, well, that's flat earthers, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry if you're a flat earther, but it's not true. Good luck. Good luck with that, yeah. you guys. Good luck. Yeah. Don't go to space because we'll, you'll we'll hit the window. Uh, <laughs> and then everybody the will dome. die. The dome. Yeah, they're going to smash into the dome and then everybody dies and all the air gets sucked out like some fucking, what was it, space balls where the vacuum sucks all the air out? <laughs> anyway. Um, but anyway, so the guy goes down, he gets sit in a chair, and then he's like, they open up a box and there's like a toaster in it. He said, "Hey, what's this? That's a that's a toaster, Sal. He's a toaster oven. He's like, yeah, a, to- a toaster oven. Why? I don't know what you want me to say here, Sal. He's like, oh, there's these things. You could put a slice of pizza, <laughs> a perone. What do they what do they call it? Uh, uh, calzone. Calzone. Put a calzone in it. Cannoli. You know, you, you cannoli. A cannoli in it. You can't do that with a fucking microwave." And it's like floppy dick. And they all start laughing and he's laughing too. Like, thank God. But it's really this wind up like, you know, cause they're going to kill him. Yeah. They're mobsters. And he grabs the fuck. He, he stands up and he picks up the fucking, the, the like oven immediately. And he's just, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh shit, he's going to hit me. And, and then it's he, like, yeah. and it's like, and then he looks at it for a while. He's like, yeah, the fucking oven. Uh, yeah. And he's like, you know, and he starts telling more about the story and he makes another jerky movement. And then it's like, Oh my God, what's it going to do? It's like so great. It's so fun. I don't know what it is, but I, but that whole scene is just great. And then he hits him over the head, and then the guy's like, "Please, Sal! Please, Sal! Don't shoot me!" And and uh, Joe Pag, the Pagliani guy, whatever the the real actor's name, um, mm-hmm. he's like a cop, an undercover cop, and he's like, "Don't kill him, Sal! We didn't, you know, we can't be doing it down here." And he shoots the guy, and he's like, "The guy's like, please, Sal! Don't shoot me! Please, ah, oh, just die already!" Pow! Shoots him in the head. I was like, damn, dude, that's some fucking, some gangster shit. Right. Yeah, so, well, he is a gangster. Kind of redundant, don't you think there, Alex? <laughs> anyway, uh, what about you? What was the scene that you liked? I, oh, thought, like I, said, I thought that was the one you were talking about. No, that wasn't the one. I was talking about the autopsy scene where um. Oh, she, he burps? Yeah, he burps, and uh, he's dead, in the, and he's in the bag, and he burps. And the, the coroner guy was, like, kind of freaking out. So they unzip him and put him on the table. Mm-hmm. And then he just gets up off the table and then he starts wobbling around, <laughs> you know, because the guy actually was coming up with a bone saw and was going to saw him. Right. And so he like, he freaked out. It was really funny. Yeah. He's like, what hospital am I at? And he's like, you're not at a hospital. <laughs> and then he runs off and then the guy, the there, cop. There's a, there's a press conference going on. Well, there's a cop behind him and he's like. Go, what are you doing? Don't let him run away. Yeah, go get him. Go get him. And he's like, uh, you go get him. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> like, why do I need to go get him? I'm not, I'm not, that's not my job. <laughs> and then there's a press, there's a press conference going on outside. Right. And that, cause they like want to know what happened to the guy. And then all of a sudden the background, he's, he's like walking and he's, and all the press people are like, he's not dead. He's right there. There he is. Yeah. He's like running from one staircase to the other. And they're like, listen, people, we will tell you when we know what's going on. And then he's running and they're like, Sal's still alive. And then the, the surgeon or the, 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 
the morgue guys like looks at the people and then just runs. It's funny. Yeah. I don't know. That was a funny part. There was a part where he goes, <laughs> Robert Lozier goes back. See, this is the thing, man. Like, the best part about the movie is, is really, really is. Robert Loja. But there is some cool scenes with the vampires. Like, you know, like, she, in the very beginning, goes to take Chaz Palamentary's character, Tony, out. And she goes to meet Joe first. She bumps into Joe thinking he's a bad guy. But she can smell that he's a good guy. She can just tell. She just knows he's not a, he's not a bad guy like all the other ones. Right. So he's like, can I help you? You know, let me put your shoe on. And she kind of like instantly falls in love with him in that re- regard. In that two seconds. Right. She's just like, I don't want to play. I, I'm not allowed to play with things My that I food. eat. Yeah. Which is another annoying part of the movie was when she was narrating. Yeah, they did put it in there. It was kind of weird. Yeah, it was weird. I think they just added it to make sure that it was like... Like people understood what was going on. Right, like that she was like... Because maybe some people didn't (laughs) understand why she was like into Joe and not the other guy. Right, probably. Um, They probably had like to add it in just because of that. Um, But yeah, so then she goes directly to Tony and bumps into the same, same situation. And then she slams her fucking purse on the hood and is like... He's like, don't you ever fucking put shit on my car. Touch my car, yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, starts wooing him. And then he's like, can I give you a ride home? You know, maybe. They listen to Frank Sinatra in the car and she fucking gets on top of him and tears open his neck like violently with red eyes. And then he's like, ah, ah. And then she fucking kills him. And then she talks about she has to separate the head from the body, mm-hmm. from the spine or whatever. So she shoots him in the She head. shoots him in the neck hole with yeah, the so shotgun. They won't become vampires, that's why. Right. So when she goes in with Sal, she seduces Sal, and she didn't have a chance to shoot his head off because somebody walked in. Well, he fought back. And that's why he got turned into a vampire. Right. Yeah, he had a gun. And that's how Sesame Street was made. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, because Frank Oz is in it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the scene with uh, when fucking Robert Loja's Sal the Shark goes to his Don Rickles house, the uh, lawyer, Manny, mm-hmm. his wife's like outside like, what the fuck? Was that his wife? Uh, that was Manny's wife, was... not not Sal's. Oh, okay. Uh, but she um, she's all panicking and he's all like freaking out going through the fucking liquor cabinet like blasting glasses across the room and then goes into the kitchen. She's got like meat. She's like, I was going to heat you up some food. And she put a steak in the, in the oven in the microwave, which was really weird. And it wasn't cooked. And he just starts eating it Mm -hmm. like all raw dog, like nasty. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, that's some commitment there. Like Robert Loja's really going for it right there. (laughs) See, I thought it was just cooked steak and then they just put red dye on top. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. That's usually how they do it. I don't know. Maybe I don't know about that. And I wanted to go into special effects, and you know more about it than I do. There you go. Whatever. Anyway, he goes to choke Joe out, because they, they get Joe there, and uh, the man, he's like, don't do it outside. Don't you fucking kill him here in my fucking property. You can't do that. And then he brings him in, and he's like, ah, oh, there we go, Sal. That's the way we do it. He's like, you just hit me over the head with a shovel, and I didn't bleed. He's like, yeah, well, I, you know, I apologize. I, I had, to, you had to, you were freaking out, and, uh... And then he's like, look, I love you. I love you. And then he bites his neck, right? Right. And then Don Rickles eventually changes. And that's the scene, the best scene in the whole fucking movie. 
Mm-hmm. When Don Rickles changes, he's in the hospital. It's great. And the uh, nurse opens up the curtains. To let the sun in. Yeah. And then he just starts burning. And then they're all freaking out, not knowing, like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? Dude, Linnea Quigley grabs his arm mm-hmm. and it falls off. Right. And oh, it's so this. That is Linnea Quigley. Yeah. And it's a cinder. It's like burning her. So she drops it and it breaks into like three pieces. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the amount of detail. That is in the scene is so fucking good, dude. It looked cool. It looked so good. And he's like, oh, oh, God, oh, God. Ah, ah. And they put like black um, reflective things on his face uh-huh. to make it look like he it had burning. depth, like it was yeah. cavernous on his face. Like you can see it because it's 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 in um, HD. Mm-hmm. But like then they actually melt a fake one with a sort of like a robotic thing that they had like a mechanical one mm-hmm. set up and his face is on fire and you see like pieces of it coming apart and i was just like holy shit dude wow. this is amazing I, I fucking love that scene that is so cool mm-hmm. like i wish we could have seen more of that and that's before blade by the way mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure right oh yeah blade was like 98 okay yeah that's what i yeah. thought because then spider-man came out sam raimi did spider-man mm-hmm. and then that's why we have marvel now <laughs> The way it is, anyway. What about you? Another scene, or there's a lot of hissing at people in this too that made yeah, us and laugh. They sound like the leopards in the first movie. <sighs> yeah, it was kind of funny. They they're like trying to make him like really scary. Yeah, I forget. Somebody goes up the fucking cell and he fucking hisses at him, and we both cracked up like really loud. So towards the end, when they were uh they were approaching cell, there was like this big car chase and all this stuff going on, and I really liked it when um. <laughs> Sal was like standing there and then like a bus and car hit him at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? He gets pissed and he gets up and he like slams the windshield of the bus and he like, what, you're a shitty fucking driver or some shit like that. And he cr- climbs up into the bus and then he busts out the other window and climbs out of the bus. <laughs> yeah. It was so ridiculous. Yeah, it was a cool scene too because yeah. then. He, I don't understand why he just stood there, I guess, because he thought he was immortal. Right. Even though, like, they shot all his dudes in the head. Mm-hmm. Because they shot all those guys, and they went down, like, quick. Right. She was in just the snapping the necks of all of them because cleaning up her mess. Right. But that ultimately leads to his death scene because they're standing there and... Uh, the gas is uh, pouring gas, out from the yeah, bus and, and then, the car. Then he lights a match, and then he, he gets set on fire, and then he starts... He does, like, a five-minute speech. Dude, I don't know how fire. they did that. How did they do that? That had to be special effects, like, or overlay. No, I think that was straight up fire. I don't know how I they... I don't think so. Christina, I don't know how they did it because the oxygen around your face goes away when fire is there because it literally burns up the oxygen. Right, that's probably why it's special effects. So I don't... And they can't just pump in, like, you know, oxygen into him because that'll catch fire. That is an old man. They're not going to just set him on fire. No, of course it wouldn't be him, <laughs> of course. If there's someone on fire, it's going to be a fucking stuntman. Are you well, joking? Well, I mean, there was a stuntman on fire. You could tell when they did the right. going but out shots. But that scene lasted so long of him moving his arms around, right. like having a conversation. It wasn't necessarily moving in the same thing. He comes walking out of the fire, stands there for like two minutes, and he's like, I'm, what did he say? He said, uh, he's like cinder-faced, by the way, too. And he's like, what you did is kill my suit. You didn't kill me. I paid three grand for this. <laughs> it's all about blood now. He's like, I got the power. I am the light. I am Michelli. And Joe shoots him in the head. Yeah, then he shot the head. Like, bip. 
That was great. And then she's like, I'm just going to go kill myself because I caused all this problem. I'm going to go get a, catch a sunrise. And he's like, uh, no. I love you. That's all he said. Yeah, so I back love to you. the motel. Everything's fine. A lot of people were saying that, that, that some people thought that he was a vampire. Because there is that scene where the, before they have sex, where he wakes up on the couch in the other hotel and his right. wounds are gone. You never, you never know. Eh, I don't think he was, though. Some people say that they left it open for you to kind of wonder. Oh, I see. Because they both go inside and they only go outside in the dark. He couldn't kill people for food, though. No, but maybe bad guys. She says at the end, like when they go in the hotel room, he's like, she's like, I kill people, though. And he's like, yeah, well, you wouldn't be single if you, if you didn't. (laughs) And she's like, you make me feel alive. Bitch. And then he rails her with fucking cuffs on. Oh my on. god, <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> I think the craziest sex scene I think I've ever seen is in um in a, in a movie that just made me laugh so hard is the Howling Two. My sister's a werewolf. Where he fucking dude just rails that girl up against the wall, and it's so fucking violent, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, calm down. But that's a joke movie. That's a so bad it's good movie. We don't even own that. We need to get the Howling too. I, I, I swear to God. Oh, we don't own all the Howlings? No, well, I don't want all the Howlings. I just want... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take two and three. One, two, and three. But yeah, after that, it gets pretty bad. Oh, the circus one's cool, too. I like that one. That reminds me of like, um, what's it called? Um, Warlock 2, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Some of the stuff that's in there, they have like a mirror where he like puts people in. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's it for the movies. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Um, we're not really sure we're going to watch next week, so we're going to figure it out uh, by the end of the week and we'll let you know. On the social medias. Yeah, it may be like we've got a couple of things we're tossing around. I just got a few things for my birthday. I would like to dip into those, but maybe Christina's in the mood for something else. So we really got to talk about it. we just not have erotic sex horror movies? Jesus. Hey, you know, maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. I haven't seen these in like at all. You know, one of them I don't I don't think I've ever seen. And the second one Do I haven't seen since it's... I was 14. Come on, give me a break. Let's just say it right there. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be in this. Are you going to be okay if there's sex in a movie? Is it going to be okay? No, I'm annoyed. <laughs> anyway, we'll let you guys know on Thursday or Friday. Stay tuned to the uh, social medias. Uh, if we know, maybe beforehand, maybe we'll let you know ahead, ahead of time too. So, But if you're listening to the end of this episode, Robert Loja rules. So <laughs> that's the code word. Uh, I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> I so. done that a long time. But yeah, thank you guys so much for coming by. And as always, long live the boys. <laughs> <laughs>